Welcome to Brew Styles for Tuesday, July 21st, 2015, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. I'm Travis. I'm Chris. And I'm Sawyer. This week, we will be talking about Style 18A, Blonde Ale. Check out our website, brewstyles.com, where you can leave us feedback and request for us to discuss your favorite beer styles. Send us an email to ask us some questions, and we will get them answered on the air. While on our site, you can also find a link to the BJCP website. There, you can download your own copy of the BJCP Style Guidelines and get more information about how to become an official BJCP Certified Beer Judge. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash brewstyles and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Find our Google number on our website and give us a call. We'd love to hear your voice. Send us your questions and comments to help us bring you the information you need. Well, welcome back to another episode of Brew Styles. How's everyone doing today? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing very well. Just got back from vacation. Oh, yeah? How was that? It was awesome. Nice and relaxing and got to see some uh, some parts of the country I'd never been to before. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? Yellowstone National Park. Oh. Yellowstone? Yes. Yeah, I was looking for Bubba because I thought he might be there, but <laughs> I didn't run into him. That's too bad. Yeah, dang yeah. it. <laughs> how about you, Chris? How you doing? I'm oh, pretty good. I'm getting ready to go on vacation, actually. You going to Yellowstone too? Nope. We could have carpooled. Oh, you're not going there. Where no. are you going? Okay. New York City. New York City. Oh, hey. <laughs> That's where they make salsa. <laughs> My wife and I have never been, so we figured we'd take a trip, see what all the fuss is about. Nice. Cool. Hopefully be able to get to go to uh, the Brooklyn Brewery while we're up there. It'll Ooh, be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be very cool. I'll think, bring uh, back a t-shirt. Garrett Oliver. I love New York. <laughs> I think that's the guy that, that owns Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't know. He's a really well-dressed uh, African-American gentleman. I don't ever to. remember drinking any of their stuff. Do we? I mean, is it down here very much? Uh, I have no idea. The, the BCS, Brooklyn Chocolate Stout, we've had before. Oh, okay. Uh, they make a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I just don't. It doesn't stand out to me as something that I've seen on a regular basis. So uh, I have barley, no idea. We had a barley wine. I think it was like Monster Ale. Barley wine or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> that episode's going to be far in the future. Oh lord, might be. Sawyer's got to build up his tolerance a little bit there. For uh, sure. Yeah. Over a winter break, we'll just sequester ourselves in a cabin somewhere. And might have to record out in the gay garage. Yeah. Yeah, out in the gay garage, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not talking about uh, barley wines this week. We're, in fact, talking about the blonde ale. Blonde. Blonde. And uh, this is obviously still a part of our our summer series. The blonde ale fits right in there. Indeed. But um, another reason we chose this style is because we did get an email about it this week that uh, mentioned this. Oh, really? So I'm going to pull it up and read it because it does have to do with this, uh, this style. It's from John in Mansfield. Oh, hi, John. Yeah. Hey. Thanks for listening. He says, hey, guys, I need some help. I really enjoy craft beer, and I like trying new styles I haven't had before. Unfortunately, my girlfriend is now convinced I'm cheating on her ever since she overheard me say, I really enjoyed those blondes I brought home the other night. Can you please help me out and tell her this is a style of beer? Well, John, fear not. I mean, we've all been in that situation before. Mm-hmm. A simple nope. slip of the tongue, a misunderstanding. <laughs> You know, we're, we're right there with you, buddy. Yep. But uh, you didn't tell us your girlfriend's name, but but uh, Mrs. John 
believe us, blonde ale is an it is in fact a style of beer. It's a very nice beer too. Yeah, and we're we're going to devote the entire episode talking about that today. I know when I go to uh, BJ's, I like to get the nutty brunette. I guess that's better than the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> all right, let's talk about the blonde ale, what it is, what it isn't, and uh, Chris is going to give us a little more info on that. Absolutely. All right, so we already talked about um, the style number is 18A, so if you want to look up on the BJCP guidelines, you can do that. Uh, it starts out with the overall impression. Uh, this The blonde's very easy drinking, approachable, malt-oriented, often could have some fruit, Hop or a little uh, malt character. It's it's not anything that's going to be over the top. Well balanced, clean, refreshing, no aggressive flavors. So that's that's the blonde in a nutshell. So the aroma is going to be light, moderately sweet, malty, possibly with a little bit of bready or, or caramely note. Low to moderate fruitiness. May have a low to medium hop aroma. Like I said, nothing crazy. And it can really be about any hop variety for the American pale. I mean, uh, sorry, the American blonde. Uh oh. I almost talked about American pale ale. We yeah, did it a long time we, ago. Yeah, we did that. They're, they're <laughs> in the same parent category. Yeah, though. so they're very similar. I think the pale ale just has a little bit more hop character than the blonde. Um, but I mean, the blonde can use any hop variety on the American side to be the American blonde. So it could be citrus, floral, fruity. Spicy, and you know, depending on which uh, hop strain that you pick, any of those things will work just fine. So, appearance very light, uh, yellow to deep gold, clear to brilliant, uh, so nothing overly cloudy like a vice beer we talked about several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, low to medium white head with a decent retention. The flavor very similar to the aroma, um, initial soft, malty sweetness. Uh, a little bit of malt character might be bready, toasty, you know, depending on which malts are used. Um, caramel flavors are typically not in the flavor. If they are, it's going to be very low, so nothing, nothing caramely. Mm-hmm. You want to keep uh, the sweet, bready type malt character in it. I see. Hmm. So, um, low to medium fruity esters are optional, but are welcome. So that could be uh, from the yeast strain or uh, hops, anything like that. A little bit of fruity esters. Also, shouldn't be overly aggressive with that too. So all of, if you take anything away from this, everything should be um, not aggressive, not over the top, just simple and not anything that would take precedent over the other. Hmm. Mouthfeel, medium light to medium body. Um, so nothing heavy, but not super dry either. You know, I can't help but notice a lot of similarities between what we talked about last week, the Kolsch. Yes. They're, they're obviously not the same style, but there's a lot of similarities. What, I guess, well, I mean, this, what are the differences? This, similar to the Kolsch, this one is uh, considered an entry-level craft beer. It's often, it's often an alternative to you know a standard American lager. So if I were... Um, a bartender to brew pub or, you know, a bar that had a lot of craft beers and somebody comes in and is like, well, I usually drink Bud Light, you know, but I want to try something different. What do you have for me? A blonde would be a good place to start. Oh, absolutely. So. 
Start light, go heavy. Yeah, it seems to me that the, the blonde ale will allow for a little more uh, a wide variance of flavors and aromas. Because yep. it, it does have a little more emphasis or emphasis on on things like uh, could have a little bit of hop flavor or variety or, or um or aroma of any variety. It could have a little bit of like fruitiness, some uh, some bitterness, some zestiness, but uh, but we didn't really see it in the Colts. The Colts was it was like it, it will be this, and you might have a faint bit of something, but. Uh, I feel like the Blondale has been allowed some more uh, some more room to breathe. Yeah, I yeah, agree. and and it sits pretty much right in between um, the the lager and like a pale ale. Okay, so it, the blonde's going to have a little bit more flavor than a lager. Um, not going to be as as smooth maybe as the lager because it wasn't lagered. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like the cream ale, which we'll talk about on another episode. Um, a little bit more flavor than the cream ale. Cream ale is going to have a little bit more corn in it, but then it's not going to be as hoppy as the pale ale would be. So, if you drink Bud Light, Miller's Light, Coors Light, anything like that, try blonde. And I guess you know the next step up from that would be a pale ale, which we already talked about in our first episode. So. Correct. Well, thank you, Chris. We're going to move on to learning a little bit about the history of the Blondale, and I believe Sawyer is here to present that. Yes, and it's now time for another round of trivia. Trivia! Ding, 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 ding. I would like to ask that y'all wait until the very end after I've read the multiple choice answers <sighs> nope. to buzz in. No premature. No, no premature. Answering. And answering. Answerization. We were pretty good last time. Yeah. Like, you didn't even finish the question. Yeah, y'all are quick. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We have to say beer, right? Yeah, you have to say okay. beer because that's what we're talking about. But we so. have to wait until the, the question's to... over. Yeah, and there's there's three... Well, sounds like a personal problem. There's three multiple-choice answers for each question, except the last question is a true-false. Oh, Tricky any more difficult. Mm-hmm. So, all, all right. right, here we go. Shoot. Question number one. You don't say shoot, no. you say beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little premature. That's right. All right. We didn't click the explicit button, so don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. What are two ancestor beers of the Blonde Ale? Kolsch and Pale Ale, Bubba and Hillary Clinton, (laughs) Barley Wine and Imperial Red. Beer. Travis. I'm going to have to go with answer choice A, which is the Kolsch and Pale Ale. You are correct, sir. Two points to Travis. That was happy. All right, let's see if Chris can make a comeback here. Question number two. When did the brewing of blondes begin? 1800s, 1900s, or yesterday at Brew Day? Beer. Chris. I'm going to say answer choice B, 1900s. That is incorrect. Beer. (laughs) Travis. Wait, I didn't brew one yesterday, so it's not. It's got to be A. You're correct, sir. It's gonna be a. <laughs> ow, ow. Oh my gosh. I think that's May, but whatever. That was two months ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so many memes on Facebook with that Keep one. Keep it coming. Yep. Keep it coming. You're correct. Two more points to Travis. <laughs> All right, so, so we're at four to zero. 
The Colson Pale Ale Parent Styles. Yes. And it started in the 1900s. So 1800s. 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 So you should take a point away because he said the wrong thing just then. Well, no, he he said answer choice A, so that was the first one I said. Yeah, I know, but he said 1900s just now. Uh, how about I take half and one point one away? One point. Yeah. So now he's got three. All right. So three to zero. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. What was an alias for the blonde ale? Sparkling ale, wine, or water? Beer. Yes, Chris. I'm going to say A. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> Sparkling ale is its alias. Sparkling an ale? Yes. Spark- <laughs> uh, that's the name of my next homebrew. There we go. Alias. Yep. All right. Question number four. During which season do you find yourself craving a blonde ale? Now, later, or summer? Beer. Chris. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with option D, which is A and C. Now and summer. Very good. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bunch of crap, man. Well, I mean, do we, are you not craving one right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, then I there made you up my own answer twice, and it happened to be correct. I guess it's like an opinionated yeah. See, this is why all of our kids fail the, the star test, because <laughs> the correct answer is the one that's like not even written on the page. No, you speak to, for yourself. You have to write yeah. it in there. It's like answer choice D. It's not here, but I'm going to write it down. Yeah. E, all of the above. Right. F, none of the above. I hate those. <laughs> or, yeah. Or G, some of the above. That just makes life confusing. Or when you have two cho- choices, A and B, or A, B, and C, and then D is A and B. And then E is B and C. F is A and C. <laughs> That's just dumb. Yeah, it, it just gets confusing. All right, final question. <laughs> this is the true or false question. So be ready. Oh, beer ready? Beer ready. Yes, beer ready. <laughs> true or false? A Coors Light is a blonde. Beer. Chris. False. That is correct. Oh. So, three points to you. Six. Six? He had six? No, I have six. You have six? When did you get six? Three choices. Three questions, correct. Didn't I? He was in the lead. Because he took a point away. Mm -hmm. Oh. I'm confused. I am too. (laughs) Whatever, I still won. (laughs) Let's rewind the tape. (laughs) Think back. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Apparently I can't do maths. So. Golf clap. Hillary Clinton would be proud. Yes, she would be. Oh, my God. All right, let's head on to everyone's favorite part of the episode, the tasting. The tasting. Yeah. All right, so today for our classic BJCP example of the Blondale, we have a beer today from the Kona Brewing Company. Out of Kona, Hawaii. Mm. Hawaii. Hawaii. I would love to go to Hawaii. Have y'all ever been to Hawaii? Nope. I've never have, been. Yes. Really? Yeah. How, how is it? It's just like you see in the movies. Man, I need to go. Beautiful all day long. Uh, great weather, great temperature. This beer smells like Hawaii. <laughs> well, this beer is called the Big Wave Golden Ale. And it's... Uh, if you've never been, how would you know what Hawaii smells like? Exactly. It is listed on the guidelines. It comes smells in like a, Hawaii. The guidelines. 
comes in at 4.4%. <laughs> and uh, on the bottle, it says, Year-round, the waves that roll onto Hawaiian beaches are some of the best in the world. Catch the crest of a breaking wave and ride it all the way in. Our sun-drenched big wave golden ale is a smooth brew inspired by what makes Hawaii great. Catch a wave. And then on the side it says, fresh, responsible, always aloha. Which I thought aloha meant hello and goodbye. Yes. So you're saying hello? Yes. you're saying goodbye? Yes. Yes. When you're drinking this? Yes. 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 No. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, this so is it's our classic style. Let's see what it is. Hebai? Or, hel- never mind. Hello, Gavna. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I don't either. Me neither. All right, so looking at the appearance, this is very clear. Very clear. Yeah, make sure you uh, wipe the condensation off so you can actually see the beer. I can see, I can see Chris. Yep. Yeah. Hello. Very clear. The color is <laughs> a, a light golden color. It has yes. a, a nice... Foamy head on top. Not huge. Mm. Very nice appearance. It's pleasant looking. Smell is not as clean as the uh, Kolsch was. Right. No, I I do smell hops. Yeah. Yeah, just a, a teeny bit. And some hops. Just a weedle bit. Yeah, it's like some, uh, some musty hops, some fruity spicy hops. Oh, yeah. They're definitely in the flavor, too. Yeah, it's like a moist, moist soil. Moist towelette. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely Kinda get grassy. hops. Definitely get hops. Uh, Earthy. Really? You think grassy? Hmm. Smoother flavor than the aroma. Yeah, I agree. Because they're not as apparent, but they are apparent. So uh, so already I can tell a big difference between last week, the Kolsch, and this week, the Blonde Ale, that uh, the Kolsch did not have really any apparent uh, intense flavors, anything that would kind of unbalance it, or any hops really to say. Also, the blonde ale is pretty different in that respect. I get uh, lots of hops in both the aroma and the and the flavor. Right. Now we were talking about the style stuff earlier. We mentioned it being kind of between, you know, a pale American lager and a pale ale. Mm-hmm. So after tasting it, what do you think? You know, I think this beer could. Could benefit from a lagering period. Yeah, I was about to say that too. Because it it has some flavors that I think might be a little harsher than they possibly could be if it had been lagered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as smooth as it uh, as it would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. Still very tasty. Absolutely, it's got a great flavor. Just like with the we talked about the Kolsch last week, where you know you'll you'll ferment it at ale temperatures and then you will lager it or cold condition it for you know a short period mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. maybe two or three weeks but nothing like you know a month or two month long lagering like you would with a lager so right. I, I agree with travis i think this could benefit from a little bit of a cold condition yeah which there's no telling you know with it being bottled you know traveling cold and hot cold and hot you know and that could affect it a little bit too i don't know I don't think they have any fridges in Hawaii. What? It's always hot. I don't think they have any fridges. They don't have refrigerators in Hawaii? No, it's an island. How are you going to get a fridge in an island? They usually boat or airplane. Let's airdrop it. 
I, you know, I know someone that <laughs> that is from Hawaii. I could always ask him. I didn't expect such a frigid response on that joke. Oh, jeez. Oh, hey, I came back. <laughs> anyway, uh, any other thoughts? It's a good beer. Uh, I love it. It's a good flavor. Seeing that about everything, so I know. It's but good. I, I mean, like it. But it is good. <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't like it if I don't. If I actually like it, the episode where you finally say you don't like something, we're going to like have a big party. That has already happened, and I believe I did point that out when we when that happened. I don't remember that. I'll have to go back and listen. But was that on the air, or was that at Blue Bonnet? No, that was on the air. Actually, I did find one at Blue Bonnet too, but you said on an episode just then. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is an interesting baseline. It'll be uh, it'll be neat to see where the beers go from here. I believe we have several examples from uh, not only around the area, but uh, I think we might have some from further away than just Texas as well. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Next up, we have the Gateway Blonde. From our friends in Fort Worth at Martin House Brewery. Uh, Let's check it out. I think I misspoke earlier when I said we had examples from other than Texas. No, we we have all. <laughs> it's either DFW, and I think we have one example from a little further south. But uh, but it's all Texas, and you know that's pretty cool that we can say that now. What's more American than Texas? <laughs> that we can bring America. several examples from Texas and. You know, it, just as few as you know, two or three years ago, couldn't say that. I would like to announce that I think this is canned conditioned. Can conditioned. I see some yeast in my glass, unless it's from a couple of years ago. I don't know. Look at that. I see a little bit of chunkiness. I don't know. It might be hop sediment. True. That looks like amber waves of grain. <laughs> oh my god! America in a glass. Okay. America. That was just an interesting tidbit. Yeah. The Gateway Blonde used to be Gateway XPA, mm-hmm. which was XPA. extra pale ale. And um, there was confusion about it being a pale ale, and so they renamed it. Ah. So they wanted everybody to you know, understand that it's a blonde. It's not a pale ale. Cool. So, I wonder if it's the exact same recipe. I don't know. Or if they change it a little bit just to make it the blonde. Let's call them. <laughs> Not a whole lot in the nose. Mm-mm. I'm it's losing little, my nose, though. A little sweeter than the Kona, maybe. Yeah. Not as, not as much hop. No, not at all. The, the hop presence is much lower. Uh, I think the Kona had some pretty uh, pretty piney and uh, resiny hops in it. But the, uh, the Martin House doesn't seem to be nearly as potent. This has a much crisp... A much more crisp finish than the last one we just had. Yeah, it's definitely a little more tame. Yeah, I get a little bit of like a, a little bit of like a lemon. Yeah, kind of a, a, a twang to it, like a lemon pledge. Oh, okay. Just making no, sure. Not really that. <laughs> just making sure. Not lemon pledge. Not, not to no, that level. No. But uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe like a, a nice little citrusy edge to it. Uh, not that's not prominent in the flavor by any means, but it's not sour like a citrus. Like it's it's not puckery. Know. You know, this is really off topic, but trains of paradise. 
Paradise Seeds? No, not Paradise Seeds. (laughs) Pretty sure that's where you're going, but no, (laughs) not at all, actually. Have you ever been to Kroger Marketplace? Wow. Like the giant Kroger, you know? (laughs) Kind of like how there's, you know, the Super Walmart. Anyways, I went to Kroger Marketplace last night, and I walked into the beer aisle. Revolver, like just down the whole aisle. It was ridiculous. I just thought it was cool. There's a lot of revolver beer there. Anyways, that's Dude, my story. Have you guys been to this place called Tom Thumb? <laughs> wow. Oh, I can't. There's just there's food everywhere. It's this guy named Tom. It's incredible. No, I mean, it was an abnormal amount of beer from Revolver. He's got an abnormal number of thumbs. It's crazy. Oh, I tried. Go to Kroger. Hope we do that from a bachelor party. Chris calls me up. Hey, we're going to Kroger. Oh! <laughs> the marketplace. There's a difference from regular Kroger to Kroger marketplace. Because they sell like clothes and all sorts of stuff. Next week we're going to discuss Albertsons. <laughs> and then after that, might get into some, uh, some Win Dixie. Sprouts. So Win Dixie. What about the Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Back to the beer. Gateway Blonde. Yeah. Uh, after trying both this one and the Kona, I can tell that these are not nearly as like smooth and refreshing as the Kolsch was last week. But on the upside, they have a lot more flavor, and uh, both in hops and fruit, <clears throat> as well as have a more intense aroma. I don't really like the lingering aftertaste. Yeah, I don't either. For this. A little bitter. It Which we, we haven't really mentioned aftertaste much in any of our episodes. No. Nope. And I guess it's it's not really noticeable unless it's kind of off. Yeah, I mean, especially in the few beers that we've done already. I mean, with these light, lighter beers, you don't necessarily notice much of an aftertaste as opposed to like a darker beer. We will... This is a little dry, and I think that, that affects the aftertaste a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, next week, whenever we discuss, uh, we decided to do the IPA next week, and there's going to be a big discussion on aftertaste as far as that one. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, and I'll yeah. I'll bring a homebrew example for that one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So the Blondale, not quite as much of a lawnmower beer, but yeah. still certainly drinkable and and uh, much much more full of flavor than the Kolsch was. Yes. Let's try a few more examples. I agree. And moving on to our next example. This one comes from Blanco, Texas, and it would be the Real Ale Brewing Company. This is called Fireman's Number 4. It's their blonde ale, and it's, uh, from what I believe, one of their best-selling flagship beers. And uh, they describe it as their ever-drinkable balance of smooth malt and zesty hops. Oh, that's a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> this is canned, if you could not tell. Okay. Yes, I can. I'll go ahead and pass it around. This is a uh, man. This is probably one of the first, one of the first first craft beers I remember drinking, pretty early on, and uh, I think that's that's how they market it. They want it to be a a nice alternative to what. You would normally expect uh, a beer drinker to have, especially if they're just used to doing the Bud Coors and Miller. Then, uh, if 
you know, somebody comes comes to a craft beer bar like Ginger Man. I remember many times sitting there and somebody come up, hey, you, you got a yet Coors on tap or Bud on tap? And I said, well, no, but we got this. Why don't you try this? And they'll pour them a little of Fireman's Number 4. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'd like it, sometimes they wouldn't. But uh, certainly a, a good gateway. Wait, no, that was the last beer. <laughs> it's a good gateway beer into, yeah. into craft beer. So appearances is kind of hazy. Yeah, a little hazy. Still a light, a light golden color. Yeah, see, almost yellow. Very thin white head. Very thin. I don't know. Mine's kind of thick. <laughs> I'm being completely serious. Tiny bubbles. And there is a hair in my beard. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. That is disgusting. Ugh. <laughs> I should mention this was the example that I brought this evening. <laughs> Thanks for the hair. Hair of the blonde. Hair of the blonde, I bet you. Hmm. There's not really a whole lot in this aroma. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Not much of the flavor either. It's like some uh, some malt notes. And... Well, there's something different about the flavor. I I don't want to say corn, but it's no, not really grass. Maybe, maybe hay. It's not really grass. Hay. Maybe a little bit of hay. What do you think, Travis? You know, I could see some some straw-like flavors. Uh, so yeah, it's not it's not grassy, but but there's a dryness to it that you don't normally associate with with grains and malts. So that might be the underlying hopped hoppiness that that has been put in here. I, I was actually going to say there might be a lingering sweetness to it too. Yeah, but then you said dry. <laughs> well, my mouth has been dry all day too. All these blondes. You get a lingering sweetness? A Sawyer. little bit, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to each his own. All of these have been very similar. Yeah, uh, and Real Ale does happen. They, uh, I should mention they do make a different beer that uh, is called Four, uh, Four Squared, which is the same base, like the same base grain bill as the Farmer's Number 4, but they, uh, they really ramp up the hops, and so that changes it from a Blondale to a... Uh, it's like a dry hop pale ale at that point, hmm. but uh, you know if, if you think hops just by just by drinking the farmers number four, I think you you could pick up some. Yeah, just very little. I don't get a whole lot of hops at all, but just just a, a tad, a tidbit. You know, it's kind of this whole style is tame. The word moderate pops up a lot in the style description. <laughs> And it's just there's not a whole lot of room for anything out of the box with this one, with all these examples. They're all very similar because they all follow the guideline, and they're all just kind of there. They're mm-hmm. entry level. I mean, even the guidelines stated that it was an entry level craft brew. So it, it's not gonna. There's not gonna be anything that's what's the word I'm looking for out of percentage than the other, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the fun of this project is sometimes you're going to get episodes where they're very exciting. And sometimes you're like, well, <laughs> it's it, beer. It, it is what it is. I mean, next week when we talk about uh, IPAs, I'm mm-hmm. sure we're going to have so many different examples of oh yeah, absolutely. hops being used and uh, bitterness levels. Yeah. And it, it's going to be all over the place. Just don't bring anything mosaic. Travis will, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll have to now. Because Travis likes Mosaic. Yeah, someone here doesn't, though. Not naming names. So, 
Yeah, I guess just for the for the Blondale style, the the goal is for a nice, drinkable, just kind of it's it's there and it'll be your buddy. Kind of like a somebody. Like a somebody. <laughs> All right, well, I think we got one more. All righty. All right, so our last example of our American Blonde Ale yeah. <laughs> is from Shannon Brewing Company, which is a... Is she blonde? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, actually, Shannon's a guy. Oh. Is he blonde? That's awkward. He might be. Oh. Quick, Google it. Ask Siri. <laughs> anyway, so Shannon's a pretty new... Uh, craft brewery in the area they are located in keller texas Mm -hmm. which is uh just a little north of us it's a suburb of fort worth and i've been pretty impressed with um most of the beer that they put out the first time i experienced a shannon (laughs) (laughs) was um we went to a brewery tour at rabbit hole and they had a little table set up and they they hadn't quite um, gotten on the ground running yet, so it, they only had, I think, a, an IPA and a stout or something just to to hand out, and, and I was pretty impressed. Yeah, that was last summer. Yeah. So then, between then and now, they've acquired a place, opened a place, and then have started distributing. Yeah. So, that's why I picked this one up, because I saw it, and I was like, oh, wow, another Shannon. So, anyway. Cool. It uh, is definitely darker than the other blondes that we have yeah, this, tasted thus far. It's very it's dark. Dark golden. Do you have yeast? Yes, I have a ton of suspended yeast in. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Interesting. There is a ton. Yeah, I've got some too. Sediment in mine. Sediment? Yeah. No. Wow. Well. <laughs> oh, interesting. There's. Not really much in the aroma, but the flavor is definitely different. Yeah, very similar aroma to the other, or the previous three. Yeah, the first one we had was was the hoppiest by far, and then all the rest of them yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. This one is a little dry. It's got a a bit of the bitter aftertaste that we had before. I get a definite sweetness to this one, though. Yeah, it is a little sweet. Yeah, the bitterness is not as harsh. No. Hmm. So I would say this is this is probably the most different in the flavor and appearance. All the aromas have been very similar, mm-hmm. but this one is much darker, and um, the flavor is... Ooh, I just got the dryness. Like, I don't know why I'm just now getting it, but whoa. It is, that is pretty dry. Which, <clears throat> it kind of surprises me because dryness was not mentioned in... The style guidelines. And you are correct, sir. Really. It was medium to medium light body. That's pretty much all it said about body. There wasn't anything in there about dryness. Mm-hmm. And the last two that we've had have been fairly dry. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And that probably comes from the hops. Light to moderate hop flavor, but shouldn't be overly aggressive. Medium low to medium bitterness. Do we know what kind of hops they used? Finishes medium dry. On this one? Yeah. It just says American hops. Oh. Hmm. Uh, whole flower hops. American. They claim it to be perfectly balanced with a subtle sweetness and light hop aroma. Mm. So, um, I don't know about balanced. I don't think it's 
too off. Yeah, not too off, but I don't know about perfectly balanced. Yeah. I did read that uh, Shannon said that all profits from the month of July from the All-American Bond will be given to the Wounded Warriors Program and other charities helping veterans. Oh, that's cool. In doing this podcast, we have helped America. America. Yeah. Because <laughs> if we didn't do this podcast, we probably wouldn't have bought this beer, which means that little bit of money would not have made it to our veterans. Yeah, this is true. That's and, a good point, Travis. $2 profit or whatever that they get off of this bottle. Yeah, something like that. Freedom isn't free. Yeah. It costs folks <laughs> like, like you and me. me. And if you don't pay your buck five, who will? All right. Yep. Well, let's talk about our homebrew example. Travis? I have a, uh, I have a book at home that I've been working my way through. And it's called Brewing Classic Styles. And uh, it's one that I picked up a month or two ago uh, on the recommendation of several people. And what it is, it's basically a collection of recipes that uh, that this man, Jamil, has collected. And they're all proven award-winning recipes, one for every style in the BJCP list. The old BJCP. And this was based on two, 2008. Uh, I think the, the book was published in 2011. But uh, but I picked it up, and I decided that I want to try to brew my way through the book and follow his recipes and his uh, his directions for the, the brew steps exactly and just we'll see what happens. And uh, the very first one that I decided to do happened to be Blondale, category 18A. And uh, so I brewed it and then put it on tap on my, at my home, my home brewery. And it was on tap for a grand total of 11 and a half days <laughs> before the entire keg was gone. Well, you had two events yeah. that week. I did, yeah. So there were, I mean, there were two times where I had several people at the house, and, and, but that was not the only keg I had on. I also had a keg of his IPA that I'd also, so 10 gallons total of beer gone in less than two weeks. So you were planning on having a bottle of this blonde to share with us today, but... I was hoping to. That didn't happen. But, man, that thing <laughs> went fast. I was shocked. So at least if I can't share the beer with you, maybe I can share the recipe with you and everyone at home. Uh, one of the things that he talked about is is this style is it's a simple beer, so it needs to be a simple recipe. Simplicity. Don't overthink it. Don't try to like spice it up with all these other ingredients. Just... Keep it simple. It's an easy drinking beer, and that's that's the way that it should be made and approached. So what I had was 11 and a half pounds of American Two Row, and then eight ounces, so half a pound of uh, caramel or crystal tin, and that's it for the grain bill. And then you want to mash this at 152 for 60 minutes. Just keep it there. It's a single step. And then there's only one hop addition right at 60 minutes at boil, and that's one ounce of Willamette. Towards the end. I tossed in some Irish moss and yeast nutrient, just like normal, and then chilled it down, fermented it with the Safe Ale US05, so a very stock, straightforward ale yeast, and fermented around 167, 168, or 67 or 68. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Does it, does it feel hot in here, baby? <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. So yeah, 67, 68. Fahrenheit. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And it, it turned out to be pretty much what I wanted, what I expected it to be. It was uh, easy drinking, 
it was it had a nice flavor, nice aroma. wasn't too off the charts with anything, um, and it disappeared in less than two weeks. So I guess that's a testament to it, anyways. It was drinkable, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we found if you blended that with an IPA, it turned into a really, really <laughs> nice little hybrid style. Yeah, it was pretty that cool. That was interesting. Uh, interesting experiment, at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there we go. There's the blonde ale. Yay. Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the blonde ale. Look for our next episode coming soon where we travel to the land of hops and talk about the IPA Category 21A. To help us sign off, we are joined by Bubba, the local representative from the Texas American Patriot United Homebrew Association of the Republic of Texas, otherwise known as Tap You Heart. Bubba has many years of homebrewing experience and has compiled a list of brew tips that he will be releasing in an upcoming publication, Brew Tips and Tricks, Changing the World One Beer at a Time. Please welcome him into the studio this evening where he will be sharing one of his tips with us. Bubba. Hey, Bubba. Howdy, y'all. Welcome back again. How's it going? Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Yep. Can't complain, but I usually do anyhow. How's your beer today? Uh, I've had quite a bit. Uh oh. Did you have a blonde? Always. Did you have a Shannon? <laughs> uh, no. Did you have a blonde Shannon? No. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you did bring us a tip today, correct? Yeah. yeah okay. Yes, yeah. No. If you have a book, then there should be yes. at least something you can share with us. Yes. Uh, well, today I thought I'd share with you brew tip number sixty-nine. Oh, okay. On the Blondale episode. If you th- well, yeah. If you think <laughs> you're doing something right, you're doing it wrong. Hmm. Interesting. So I'll, I'll let you think about that one there for a few minutes, and uh, that then one of them uh, brain thumpers. Yeah, that one's probably the yeah. the deepest uh, bit of information you've shared with us. Wow, really, uh, really existential. Yeah. Wow, that's very thought provoking. Well, I came up with that one because I was putting some hops in, and I thought it was supposed to be an ounce. I just dumped the whole package in there. Wasn't supposed to be that. Okay. Oh. It was supposed to be like half an ounce. Right, right. So that was a little bit different. And I was like, oh, I think I'm doing this right. And I just dumped in the whole daggone package. And you did it wrong. And I was doing it wrong. Uh-oh. So, okay. always double check what you're doing before you go on and do it. Okay. That's a good moral. I like that. Yeah. Just another wonderful piece of information shared by Bubba here on Brew Styles. We'll see you next time.